Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here with Jesse Nelson. I think we're still coming at you from the terrace. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my part of the terrace moved. So as we were saying (laughs) that, we were talking about... we're going to chat about today and I was going to talk about moving. But as I was doing the opener, I was like, the terrace. Because I thought of the terrace in the apartment because there's a terrace at the apartment. And I was basically sitting on the terrace every time I was recording. And it went well with the grotto, which we haven't been in in eight months. And I sit here on looking out my porch windows and look across the valley, which is kind of like a terrace. I've moved. And uh, it's really just the, the office that's the main feature. I have just a straight up office now for doing work and recording videos and doing the podcast and all this kind of thing. Remember how we were always talking about having a recording studio? Yeah. That's basically what I'm setting up here now. So that's pretty exciting. I like that. You know, my friend, John, this is a different John, not fake John or John, John. This This is is John. John. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to call him just John. Just John. All right. I will. <laughs> I'll see him on Friday. We have a meeting about equipment. <laughs> you fill him in on the on the different Johns. Well, we have another podcast idea starting out here. So Joseph consolidated his living arrangements and has a new office, a recording studio, and things are starting to happen out here at the grocery store in Aldrich's. So we're yeah. gonna have some very clear updates and some pictures to share. I think on our Patreon in the next little couple weeks. What are you drinking there today? I am drinking probably the very last of the Congo that's around. It's, oh. Mm-hmm. Definitely over a month old. I took it off my shelf and had it in the pile of stuff to compost and mm. then realized that I didn't bring any fresh coffee. <laughs> I had three bags set aside for myself. I have other wholesale coffee out here for accounts. And I didn't realize that until I went for it and realized I was holding a bag of decaf. I was like, oh no, I need to drink this five-week-old coffee still, apparently. I mean, is it still good? And it's delicious. Yeah, yeah, it tastes like honey. Nice. Like it's gone from kind of that Central African sort of... You know, that flavor that we talk about a lot, kind of muskiness and a little bit to just lovely tea-like honey mm. Earl Grey. I, I did like it. when coffees age and create new delightful experiences. Like yep. a lot of coffees, when they age, they get kind of, uh, but it's always... This a- one's borderline, I think. It's going to turn to that quickly. This is also that coffee we've talked about in previous episodes that really when we changed our brew ratio and kind of opened it up. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So I've been consistently doing that and it's just been... nice. Uh, delightful coffee um, i sent I, some to my cousin who just got married and they're having a kid so i sent them coffee and a coffee subscription and we talked brew ratios which is really flattering to hear other family members that use a chemex and scales <laughs> to make their coffee <laughs> yeah well i've got a half pound of that congo somewhere in one of these boxes and oh. probably about four to six ounces of your hambella ethiopia from like six months ago, which I found while I was packing things. That might be 2019 even. I feel like you did a Humbella this year. And it, I tried it and it was still good. So it was definitely, it's definitely not over a year old. Are you drinking it now? What are you drinking? So what I'm drinking right now, this is actually a Sunergas. So I think I got an email from them or something. And I was like, oh, I haven't had Sunergas in a long time. I like them. Let me try some. This is a Guatemala. And I Sweet. also got a, uh, their uh, Mexico, which I hadn't had coffee from Mexico in a while both been really pleasant good people like supporting them fellow sent me one of their electric kettles oh cool because uh you mentioned that i've always done my work from an apartment ever since i've been working for myself i've always lived in an apartment and always worked from home so i always had a kitchen to be making coffee in this is an office like just an actual office space no kitchen yeah, no drains and 
no stove to use my lovely <laughs> copper fellow kettle. So I contacted them. I told them what was up, and I was like, I'd love to keep featuring you guys in videos. They sent me a kettle. Cool. So trying out their, their electric kettle is really nice. Really nice. I mean, it's the, it, you, you take it off the stand, and it's like, you know, it feels exactly the same as the stovetop kettle. So that same, like, really nice weighted, you know, feels good to pour, pours really, you know, smooth and slow, good control. The heating portion of it and usability of it is very intuitive. I remember when I was first using like Bonavita's kettles, for example, being like, how the heck do I get this to stay on the temperature? (laughs) (laughs) Here you just turn the thing on and use a dial to set the temperature and it takes it to the temperature and holds it there. And then you push the dial to turn it off and that's it. It's like on or off and whatever temperature you want it at. And Um, and I'm sure once you get used to the Bonavita's, it's as easy. And, you know, there are other electric kettles that are, it's not like it's difficult technology. You know, they wear out, though. I mean, when you're using them a lot, there's a lot of contact points. Mm-hmm. And when you're boiling water, that's just a lot of heating elements that can just that sort of sense. wear out. Bonavitas we've had, because we bought, I think, six at the same time. And so we've yeah. had two of them sort of start to fail. And one, the base failed, and one, the kettle failed. Mm-hmm. It's been six or seven years of well, yeah. heavy usage. So that is that is pretty good. You, I mean, you're, you're in a roastery, you do a lot of brewing. So, yep. I do like that some of the Bonavita ones can get larger. They have the much larger size. So I've moved. You're in Port Townsend. Aldrich's is going well. Before we go to a From the Mug, I do want to say, uh, dear listeners, please, please go vote. If you haven't voted, please just please do it right vote. Now. It's such a good activity. It'll make you feel good. Just get out there and participate. It really does matter. Yes. Vote.org. In just so many ways. I had this conversation with a friend that doesn't feel like voting and that their vote doesn't matter and they don't care about the national politics. And I reminded them that, you know, our former governor, Christine Gregoire in Washington, won by about 137 votes. Mm -hmm. And now we have the viaduct tunnel because of her policies that, you know, deeply affects all of us in Seattle. And so little things like that that are kind of silly, let alone all the gigantic problems that this world is facing that we just need to be more participatory right and well and that tr- starts with voting and it starts with calling people and it starts with having conversations yeah. and it starts with civil discourse and i patience. think it's very real to say that if if people didn't take the attitude of my vote doesn't matter then trump would not be president like the only reason that certain republican presidents i mean i've already said him and you know bush and everything, the only reason they've they've they were able to have power is because of of really tiny margins and warped structures underneath them. And the only way, the only way to make the change is to just vote. You know, it's a privilege and a right to be able to do that. And we we have the capability and we need to take it while we still have it. And us as citizens in our country set the example for a lot of other countries. And the less we take this seriously, the less other people take it seriously. (laughs) Right. It really doesn't take much. Just go to vote.org, find your find your state, find yep. the rules, register, vote. Uh, pretty much everywhere, I think most places now you can do a you can do an absentee situation. But uh, you know, <laughs> and armor everybody that might be person, armor yourself uh, for uh, yeah. you know COVID. And um, and in Washington, we've been voting by mail for a long time. That's true. As long Can't as I consider it any other way, all the arguments against voting by mail are nuts. It's, it's such it's like I, I don't understand why every state doesn't do like there are five states i think that are that do what we do basically as complete, far as vote by mail complete yeah i think it is five yeah you register and you just you get your ballot in the mail you fill it out and you can send it back in the mail or take it yep. to a Dropbox. 
Um, I think and it, it was, doesn't mean they're doesn't mean they're counted early. Doesn't mean they not counted. It just means that the votes are put in a secure place until election day, right? And then they all come out. One thing I think is just a total sidebar, but I'm just remembering in Washington, it was only a few years ago, I think, where they started having the envelopes prepaid. It used to be you had to put a stamp on them. I think it was just last year. Really? Wow. Like, yeah, it's brand new. It always bugged me that you had to pay yeah. for, you know, it bugs me that you don't get the day off. That's not considered a holiday. And yeah. It, <laughs> it's like, well, why does, why does our, our, our basic right in a democracy cost us anything? As, yeah, it's harder. It's harder to vote often than it is to like get a new cell phone. Yeah. Shall we do a from the mug? From the mug. Oh, this is okay. Now this is fine. Uh, <laughs> Breville Bambino question mark. Joseph loves it. <laughs> we could just expand this to uh, like entry level good espresso machines. I mean, that's a subject we were going to talk about because they're starting to release all the holiday best espresso machines, best coffee makers. And so we oh, have a true. lot to say about that. Uh, yeah. I started seeing those news articles come out. What is the Breville Bambino? The Breville Bambino is Breville's, it's Breville's smallest espresso machine. And it has the same technology as the Barista Touch and some of their other higher machines in terms of the heating element. Uh, so it has the same steaming component as the Touch. So we've done some episodes with uh, the Barista Touch and especially with Joshua from Batdorf. Those of you who've listened for a long time might recall his emphatic expression about how that machine is going to put his baristas out of work because the oh, yeah. the steaming component of that is so impressive. You it's frustratingly picture, good. You stick it in the thing. You turn on the you hit yep. a button and it makes you choose your foam level from one to five right. and the temperature you want it at, and it's it's frustratingly it's perfect. it's <laughs> yeah it's it's really really impressive. Um, we did that whole episode thinking it was $2,200 for the barista touch. No, that's right. And, and it was an incredible deal. And it's half that. We, <laughs> no. Well, the Bambino is $400. Bambino is like the touch without the grinder and without the touch screen. It's just an espresso machine. Right. But it has a lot of really, really nice features. I haven't even gotten deep into the features of it. Um, I don't make espresso a whole lot, but I do on occasion. And I found it incredibly easy for me to make a really good tasting espresso with this and I don't even have an amazing grinder. I've got Breville's Pro Grinder, which can, I mean, it has, has the range to do from like hand brewed all the way down to espresso. So I can, I can use it for like Kalita Wave, Chemex, those kinds of things. And then I can switch over and do espresso with it. Usually grinders like that are not doing, it, it's kind of like, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. Right. Especially with espresso grind. I mean, that, yeah. there's a proper espresso grind requires different bird dynamics right. different grinding dynamics that make that particle size lock together mm -hmm. to do it better versus a drip grinder right um, yeah i mean on our website we've taken off the option for espresso grind we just call it a fine grind because oh. it's mm -hmm. not fine enough for espresso plus it's with a proper espresso grind it oxidizes and gets stale so fast that mm -hmm. you don't want to mm -hmm. pre-grind that and then people that complain sense. that their coffee doesn't taste good through their espresso machine. It's too finicky. Well, I mean, I think that's probably my biggest problem with the Bambino is that I feel like for home users, the grinding is a mysterious and very, very important aspect of making a good shot of espresso. And by separating that, it requires pretty good grinder and well, knowledge I, I about think, that process. Right. So here, here, here's my take on it is that if you if you're completely new, uh, you don't want to get super into it. You just want to make a good, consistent coffee, then you want to actually be looking at something like the Barista Touch, because it's going to have everything in one place. It's going to have a grinder that's made specifically for that machine. Michael Mage, former designer of Extracted, he has the Touch. He's been using it ever since. Pretty much makes coffee with it every day. Loves it. It's great. 
fantastic machine. One of the reasons I've used the Bambino is because of the small footprint. I don't have a lot of space. And I have the other grinder anyways. So it, it right. works out for me. Were I to get into, like seriously into espresso, I think the Bambino would be a great espresso machine to start with. You can program the buttons for different levels of pre-infusion, length of shot, that kind of thing. And you've got the great milk steaming with it. And then I would invest on the grinder side to begin with. I think the other kind of starting enthusiast espresso grinder setup is the, the Ranchilio combination. They're a good deal. Yeah. And that's, you know, more expensive than what you'd be spending with Bambino. Anyways, so I think it's a, I think it's a good machine. There are some things about it that it's very light, so it's kind of annoying. It shifts around <laughs> on the counter. You know, it's a lot of plastic, but pulls a good shot. I like yep. that about it. Joseph loves it. <laughs> I am just tickled that I can make a really delicious shot with almost no effort. <laughs> it, that's that that's pleases the goal. me. If I were like super into espresso, I might find a lot of things to nitpick about it and be looking at something much better. But for me, it's great. And especially as I mostly brew by hand, having the combination with their grinder works out for me. Cool. Check it out. The Breville but, uh, Bambino. Yeah. We're not paid to say any of that. <laughs> not at all. But if you're thinking about making some good Thanksgiving holiday coffee, you can bring that little baby with you wherever you go. Do you have an espresso machine there? No. I have an AeroPress, a V60, and a Chemex. I a still really want... Virtuoso and my six-year-old Bonavita. Yeah. I generally have had full espresso service everywhere I've been in the That's last true. decade. And so yeah. I haven't needed to invest that in my own. And I haven't run a magazine or a YouTube channel with brew suggestions and all that kind of stuff ever, except <laughs> with you. So I haven't needed that equipment. Um, I would absolutely consider, if I had space for it, which I don't hear, I would absolutely consider a little espresso machine at home. The small town, there's no coffee past 1 p.m., let alone espresso, let alone what I want and when I want it. That's actually one of my goals to change at the grocery store when that opens is to just have coffee available till 5 p.m. and just be able to rock that. It's funny, I don't make espresso much at all, but I still really want a big fancy espresso machine. I want in my house, you know, a, a single group encounter Ravam or, you know, mm -hmm. get a custom made Slayer or something like that for you know making espresso like once a week which is a ridiculous expense for that kind of thing well aside I me mean, aside from the expense because that's obvious but like it's really fun to make coffee you know i mean it it's is. sort of like having a nice set of power tools and being like well i only use these a couple times a year or i bought them for some addition that i built you know but it's like it's a satisfying tool that that's is true. beautiful and the nicer you get it that's like having a beautiful mm. car that's sitting in your garage and be like well i can't take my porsche out because it's <laughs> raining but i have it <laughs> Right. Like when I do make espresso, as infrequently as it happens, it's very satisfying to make to make a yep. good espresso. Well, I don't have another cup to cheers you with, so. I don't either. I'm all, all gone. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, thank you all for listening. CoffeeLoversRadio.com. Sign up to our email newsletter, please. We, I usually send updates. We usually try and say that earlier in the episode, then yeah, after usually. the awkward ending like, and suddenly, the mug suddenly knock. I forgot to say it. <laughs> But obviously, if you're still listening, you really love what we have to say. So you probably are, are going to love getting emails from me. This has been Joseph and Jesse with Coffee Lovers Radio. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to our show and sign up for the email newsletter. Visit coffeeloversradio.com. There you can listen to our shows and click through to our Patreon page to get expanded show notes and other fun stuff. Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Extracted Magazine and Conduit Coffee. Just visit coffeeloversradio.com and we'll see you on the show.